0: Welcome to Changemaker EDU, a podcast that inspires powerful individual and collective transformation by sharing leadership, personal development, and education change-making ideas and stories to ignite people like you to create the change deep within your soul, embody your calling, and bring your dreams to life. I'm your host, David K. Richards and I share wisdom from my 25 plus years as an education innovator, school founder and CEO, mindset teacher and leadership coach, but also interviewing other diverse paradigm shifters. Join me in our grassroots movement to create lasting impact, one education change maker at a time. Hey, everyone. I want to jump on before you get into the podcast episode today and share that I'm launching the Wise Warrior Mastermind, which I'm really excited about because you know when something comes through me, it comes through with full energy and love. And I really wanted to convene a group, a small group of about five people where we can really go deep and create a safe container, a safe environment, place where you can just be free, let yourself be you. You don't have to worry about bringing any baggage into the group. And we can really focus on these mindset teachings that I have embodied and learned and mastered over the last several years. And I can share them with you and we can work on them together and we can support each other and create some lasting impact and change in your life. So we can focus on how to lead with love, how to live and flow, how to master your thoughts and what belief systems you have and so many other things that we're going to work on together. So if you're interested, please reach out to me at david at davidkrichards.com or you can go to the website davidkrichards.com slash program slash mindset. We're going to get better together. We're going to learn. We're going to grow and it's going to be a, a small number of us. So if you're interested, please reach out as soon as possible because we don't have that many spaces. All right. Enjoy today's episode. Thanks. Hello, everyone. As always, I'm excited to be with you. According episode 50. I believe it's 50. And it's so fitting the timing's perfect because I'm not going to be continuing to do weekly episodes and I'll explain to you the rationale, the unfolding of all of that. And that's kind of the highlight of today's episode. So today I'm not actually going to do a centering. I'm just going to talk to you about what it means to create something and how... We resist the truth and how we resist the flow of life and typically that happens through the mind and our thoughts and overthinking. So I want to spend some time talking about this concept. I did a talk with a group of leaders at indeed and I shared this concept and I've also shared it with uh, several school school leaders and some other groups so I thought it'd be nice to bring it here to the podcast and. I'm not going to follow my script like I did with them because I want to really speak from the heart here. But the point of this episode is that we resist life. And let me give you a few examples of that. So I think I've told you the stories about when I left my job at the age of 30. I'll just tell it again briefly. So when I was about 30 years old, I was working two blocks from the White House And, you know, first one in my family to graduate from college. In my 20s, I was like, really big ego, you know, like, I'm so awesome. Like, I went to UC Berkeley, graduated with honors. No one else in my family has this fancy degree. I'm going to show the world that I matter, right? And I'm going to show the world that I'm enough, even though I feel like the world treated me like crap, right? (laughs) So it was like this revenge energy. And so I got this great job, two blocks from the White House, corporate banker, three-piece suit, you know, taking the metro, <laughs> living the city life, feeling really good about myself on the outside, but he, but on the inside, I was really struggling. And so I had this epiphany. I walked into a Borders, remember those? And I picked up this book by Martha Beck called Finding Your Own North Star, and I read it cover to cover and just sat on the floor. I didn't even go and find a chair, I just sat on the floor. I was like, whoa, this is it, this is it. And there was this, this truth that was screaming at me saying you need to become a teacher. So quit my job, went back to grad school, and I think you know, you know the rest of the story. So that was when I turned 30. And then I had this great experience with a growing charter network where I was able to really grow my career and become a teacher. Worked in Oakland for a bit before that, then worked in the Bay Area with this charter network and was able to grow my career from principal, teacher, principal, assistant superintendent, and eventually start my own school. But the interesting part of the story of starting my own school was also another moment of where life was showing me the way, but I was in resistance. And that's really what I want you to hear from this episode is this can be big or small throughout your life, daily life, long-term. You can reflect on your life and you can notice and you'll probably have some similar stories. Mine are like very, you know, story-worthy. It's like, I quit my job. I moved across the country. But when I was 40, I did a similar, in terms of another story-worthy example. I quit my job as an executive what we call a chief of schools in my charter networks, like an assistant superintendent. I, I quit that job. And, you know, I was supposed to be there for a really long time. I loved that organization. I loved that job. And I'd been there at that point for nine years and I'd grown up with them. So n- no one expected me to leave, including myself. And, but I was in Lake Tahoe. I was hiking with my son and at the school, they called this the mountaintop moment. I just had this little whisper, this inkling of truth that said, start your own school and it's going to be an elementary school. And at that point I had only worked in high schools. And so I took the leap. But, you know, those are bigger examples, but I can think of a smaller example more recently, starting this podcast where I had a podcast going for a while and a conscious way forward and then things changed and I thought, oh, I'm never doing a podcast again. But I kept having this feeling and I kept ignoring it. So that was an example of you have a feeling, you're getting the clues, you're getting the cues, you're getting the signposts that are telling you like, do this, work on this. And you're you're ignoring them, and typically you're ignoring them because you're resisting what is, you're resisting the as is, or you're resisting the truth of what is right in front of you, right? So another example that's more salient for this moment in my life is I love working with teenagers. I always have. When I quit my job at the bank, everyone said to me, You're crazy, you must have a you must be a glutton for punishment, right? You're you're leaving. Corporate bank, I was also in line to be the director of the department. Like, I, I was being trained in this management program. So everyone's like, wait, what? You're going to work with high schools? And not only high schools, but urban high schools? Like, what is going on here? You know you're not going to make any money. And, but it's like, I knew that that was true. And so I loved working in high schools. I loved working with kids, with teenagers. And, you know, starting in elementary school is super fun. And I learned so much. But, like, there was always this missing piece of, like, ah, I love teenagers or something about that age, right? And now my son's actually thirteen. He's in seventh grade, so when his friends come over, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, they're they're almost like high schoolers," you know, <laughs> like ninth graders I like, taught for years. And so I've been getting this kind of feeling and this message, like something about teenagers, youth, high school. Actually, I didn't know it was a high school. I just kept getting this feeling, it's, it's something. And you know, I think I've told this before. I just write things down when I get out of a meditation or when I'm on a walk. You know, and, and part of this. And this is a message I was really sharing with the Indeed leaders that I hope you can hear too, is that we have to slow down. We really have to slow down because life is talking to us. Life is showing us the truth and we're ignoring it left, right, and center because we're just rushing. We're busy, busy, busy. And what I really want to impart to this group of leaders and to you also is that when you slow down, you can be more in line with the flow of life, Right. And there's a reason why when you're in nature, like when I was in the mountain in Tahoe, I also went on a really cool camping trip with another family and we were in the redwoods in the Bay Area and we all just had these massive epiphanies, you know, because when you're in nature, you get away from the hustle bustle and all of the kind of unreal parts of life and you start to just be connected to the more natural organic flow of life. And so, you know, for a while living here in Sacramento, I would just go and sit next to the river and it's like, you're watching the flow of the river and you start to just feel the truth. You're like, oh, I'm supposed to start a high school now, <laughs> right? It's like, and so for a long time, I've been getting these little like, oh, and I thought, oh, maybe it's like starting a high school program or maybe it's doing, and it seems really obvious because I'm, I'm, you know, started at K K-8, but I never thought I would start a high school and then I'd run a school again. And so that was the resistance, Right. So you get this kind of feeling of truth, whether it's I'm starting a podcast or if you fill in the blank, I want to do this. And then you get nervous about it. And then fear comes in. And what we have to really understand is that most of our thoughts, if not all of them, are based on past experiences, right? So then you have a thought that says, I can't start a podcast. I got burnout from the last time I did it. Or... I'm not starting a high school. That's so much stress. Or I can't leave my job at the bank. That's absolute insanity. And, and then they, they kind of pile up on top of each other and they start to get momentum. And then as Eckhart Tolle taught us, you just feed the pain body. You feed these traumatic thoughts or even just thoughts from the past that maybe not even traumatic, but just you know, are driving your current thinking. And you feed them with your energy. So then you focus on them, and you're like, "Oh, um, that's true. That's true. Okay. Like, how am I going to raise money for this high school? Wait, if uh, I think I might want to do a not do a charter school. Okay. Well, how am I going to fund this? That's like no one solved this problem. Oh, okay. Well, what about a building? Like that's so stressful. Oh, well. And I don't want to. I don't want to do that again. Like I enjoy my lifestyle now. Working in high school is like you know seven a.m. till seven p.m. And just boom. And all of a sudden it's going, 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 going. I can't do a podcast again. Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, where's the money going to come from? Well, if I'm not running the school, then who's, how am I going to get paid? And and if it's going to be a micro school, then who's going <laughs> to, like, how am I going to, oh, it just goes and goes and goes. And then you get into the hamster wheel of fear, you get into the hamster wheel of past thoughts that are connected to past things that you experience that are in your body, that you feel in your body. So you start to feel these thoughts and then your body and your nervous system does not know the difference between the past, the present, or the future. It just it just knows that it just feels that you're in the same place again. Okay, there's been research on this. So if, you're, if you've had a traumatic experience and you got hit by a car and it's a red car and it came at you really fast when you're on your bike, I'm making all this up, but just <laughs> for the point of the story, then when you see a fast red car coming your way, your nervous system can go into fight, flight, or freeze or fawn and just think that you're back in a dangerous situation. So similarly similarly with our lives, you know, I had a really hard time being a first year principal at a high school in an urban area. And so I also had a great time and I loved it. But what's coming into my thought patterns is not all the things I love, but the like five worst experiences I had and that those are going to happen again. So my heart rate starts increasing. My cortisol goes up. My armpits are sweaty. You know, all the things, my throat is dry. And I'm like, why am I feeling this way? I'm literally just thinking about opening this high school, (laughs) right? So it's really, really important that we slow down, as I said, and that we're aware, that we bring awareness to these fears and these thoughts that are driving our lives. And that we understand that... Life is showing us the way. Life is showing us the next step. And all we have to do is step back, take a bird's eye view, be an observer, and just listen, pay attention, watch for the signs, and take one step at a time. And at the end of the day, As human beings, we complicate everything. But you know the truth of what your next step is, what your next thing is. How many times have you thought, like, what is the purpose of my life? Or why am I working at this job? Or why didn't I marry that person? Or whatever, right? Like, how many times have you had those thoughts? So try and get out of the past and just be right here, right now, and say, okay, all of these things have happened, but I have a blank slate, a tabula rasa. It's clear, it's fresh. I can take a beginner's mind and I can say, okay, I can still do whatever it was that is scaring me. I can still do whatever it is that I thought I was supposed to do. So you know the threads of your life and you know where the truth lies, whether it's big or small or more expansive or simple or complex. You know what the next step is. And the trouble we run into is that we overcomplicate it and make it seem like it's just like really, really complicated thing. And it could be multi, There you know, there's 50,000 steps to get a school from abstract theory to doors open with students and teachers in the building, right? But Rome wasn't built in a day and you take one step at a time, right? So whatever it may be for you, you ask each day, moment by moment, what is it today that I'm doing to move toward this goal, toward this knowing, toward this truth, it could be that you're trying to get out of a relationship, and you just know that it's time. It could be that you want to move cities. It could be that you want to quit your job. It could be that you know it's time for you to switch careers. It could be something as simple as like you just know that you need to, um, you know, stop talking to your neighbor. You know, whatever. It doesn't have to be super complicated. There's so many of them in your life that if you can just get out of the way. And step back and see the truth, and then take small steps towards the truth. It's incredibly liberating and it'll absolutely change your life. I'm positive of that. If you can just take small steps a little bit at a time and stay out of resistance, because what we do is I'm thinking of another example without getting into too many specifics where I knew I needed to leave this group and. It was hard because I was like, well, I'm not really, you know, I feel like these people are expecting or um, relying on me and my partner's expecting me to be there every time. And, but I just did not, it wasn't, it was time for me to leave. It was so simple. And I just woke up one day, I actually got COVID. And during that like nine or 10 days, I was laying in the bed, I'm like, oh, wow, it's time to leave. And so I just messaged my partner and I said, I'm going to go ahead and leave and I'm going to do it over the next three months. And it was so easy once I got that clarity. Now I've also had things where like, I've stopped talking to you know a good friend or something. That's not as easy. That's a little more complicated. But it's all possible. And it's all just one step at a time. So my intention here is to share this concept and hope that it helps you a little bit to really watch where you're resisting something so simple in your life then answer than a truth that you just know, and you're finding every single thing to go against it. So it's like the water flows down the river, it just flows around the rock, right? What you're doing is you're you're standing up against the river, putting your hands up, <laughs> trying to stop the river from flowing. You're like, I'm going to control life and be more, I'm going to be more intelligent than life itself, right? than whatever you believe in, God, universe. I'm, going, I'm more intelligent and I have more control than the flow of life. That's literally what you do when you're blocking these things that you know to be true. And everyone does it, no judgment, no, don't judge yourself. But pay attention, be aware of where are the subtle places you're in resistance to life, where are the really obvious ones that you're totally missing And then once you get that clarity, you're going to freak out a little bit if it's a kind of more complicated one. And then just take a deep breath, do your meditation or do whatever you need to do to get yourself back to homeostasis in like calm space and just ask, what do I do now? Right? And that's where we can open up to infinite possibilities. So it's like, we might want to leave our relationship and we have kids. And all we can do is think about the, or we have a house together or whatever. All we can do is think about all the complications of like the legal, the this, the that, the finances, the emotional turmoil. And if you can just take one step at a time, day by day, and just ask life to show you, what do I do now? What do I do now? And you can see that there's infinite possibilities. You have no idea where this could go because what we do is we think that we can control the outcome. We think that, We have so much power in this world, like I said, that you have more power than the higher power that you could just literally control life and say, well, I'm supposed to quit this job, but I think I'm going to stay for 10 more years because I know if I do this and this and this, then my boss will start treating me better. My salary will get increased and I'll all of a sudden really enjoy my job, right? And so we create these stories that seem true. Whereas we could just say, okay, I think I'm ready. I feel that I'm ready to leave this job. And then life says, Oh yeah, you are ready to leave this job. But I'm not gonna give you, I'm not giving you a timeline. <laughs> I'm not, I'm letting you know there's a many more lessons you need to learn in this job. And when the time is right, your your bags will be packed and you'll be at the door and you'll have your resignation letter in hand. So then you have faced the truth, you're out of resistance to the truth that maybe one day you're leaving that job or you're leaving that job, and then you're open to all of the infinite possibilities could be tomorrow, could be a year, could be five years. And once you finally leave that job, you're going to have all the lessons you need to learn. So you don't just go to another job and then end up in the exact same place again. Because the universe will keep giving you the same lessons over and over until you learn them and grow from them. All right, as you could tell, I could keep going about this for a while, but I wanted to get the really core concept out there. Follow the flow of life, stay out of resistance. And I did say at the beginning that I was going to not do a weekly podcast and give you a little bit about that. And so to put my money where my mouth is, to walk the walk, I am completely, I just, I asked life to show me like, what is it that I need to focus on right now? And it was clear. It was like opening the high school and helping other people open schools. So that's why Mary Jo and I have launched Pathfinder. We're working on the website right now. It'll be launched soon. And it's like, that's my focus. So nowhere in there did it say like, do the podcast and we'll be coming up on a year, which is what I kind of had this feeling that I could probably end up doing a year, week, every week, and then we'll see where it goes. So I'm not throwing in the towel for the podcast, but it's not going to be a weekly episode. It's going to be more of like, when the spirit moves me, there's a few guests I want to still come have come on. And, you know, when these moments come, I really want to record. I'll get on record and, you know, it might be monthly. It might be three in a row and then not another one for three, three weeks or something like that. So But yeah, really, it's the podcast is on pause or not going weekly because life showed me the way, which was it's time to really focus on building this high school. And the amazing people I met along the way of doing this podcast has been phenomenal. And they brought me to the space where I finally got out of resistance to what life was showing me, which is like it's time to open a high school and help other people open schools. (laughs) And I was in resistance to that. And by doing this podcast for a year, I've met all these amazing people that have shown me a mirror of, oh, look at the high school, the Socratic experience. And look what he's doing with that amazing program, Apogee. And oh, look what's happening here. And oh, look what they're doing. And oh, look at all these micro schools. And oh, look at the micro national center and all these amazing people I talked to. So I thought the outcome was going to be something I don't even know, remember what I thought the outcome was going to be with the podcast, but I can tell you that I did not think it was going to be this. And the process and the journey has been absolutely amazing and it will continue, but it's taking a little bit of a detour. So I thank you for listening and let me know if you have more questions about all of this because this is what I love to talk about and help people with. And thanks again for listening. All right, take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Changemaker EDU podcast. Every guest and listener is a valued part of this co-creation. We're honored that you listen and we hope that this helped you. you in some small or big way today. This is a community and a movement. And without you, it wouldn't be possible. If you wanna learn more about me, go to davidkrichards.com. And as always, if you're so moved, please rate and review the podcast. And finally, our greatest compliment is when you share an episode with someone who you believe will benefit from the message. Sending you immense love and courage today. Thank you.